When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is Eye of the Hurricane Podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Eye of the Hurricane podcast. And this week, the Golden Hurricane playing host to the SMU Mustangs. It is meeting number 27th between these two, with SMU leading the all-time series 15-11. to And there have been all sorts of different types of games between these two teams, including last year's exciting game. Unfortunately for the Hurricane, it was a loss in three overtimes. TU played awfully well against a ranked SMU team, but fell in the third overtime, 43 37. It's a ranked team again coming into Tulsa this time for SMU. They're number 19 coming in. They're 7-1 and one, and they're 4-1 and one in the American Athletic Conference. Of course, TU 3-1 and one and 3-0 and oh in the American. Well, head coach Philip Montgomery had a chance to meet with the assembled masses of the media, and here's the press conference from Tuesday. Um, obviously, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, big game. Um, you know, SMU is playing extremely well. Coach Dykes has done a great job, he and his staff there. Um, you know, for us, we're just excited about getting on the field again. You know, they've, they've played eight games, we've played four. So, obviously, uh, it's, it's a different scenario between the two of us as we kind of look at, 
our seasons and where we're at and where we're wanting to be. And so um, excited for our guys to get the opportunity to get back on the field and compete. You know, as you look at them, they, they've been explosive, obviously, offensively. I mean, Shane is playing lights out. Uh, he's kind of the really the catalyst, in my opinion, to it all. I mean, his play, he's calm in the pocket. He uses his feet. He gets out of his pocket, makes plays that way. He's pushing the ball down the field. One of the best deep throwers that I've seen in a really long time, just as far as placement, accuracy, all of those things. And he's got a lot of weapons and does a great job of spreading the ball around. I mean, you got Gray on the outside. Uh, you know, Paige has, has really, really come on, especially the last couple of weeks. Rice is playing extremely well. And then uh, you know, the tight end, 83, Granson. Um, you know, they're using him in a lot of ways, and uh, I think he's very effective, especially the last couple of weeks. has had really big games. And then, you know, they've run the football well. They've got a good combination of guys back there and, and uh, kind of different style of guys, but they're explosive. They get the tough yards. They do a good job coming out of the backfield. So a lot of weapons at, at their disposal there offensively and then defensively. You know, kind of what we've seen over the last couple of years. They fly around, uh, very aggressive to the football. I think their linebacking core, and I'm including Dim, Dimbo kind of in that group, I think they're playing extremely well. Uh, do a great job playing with their hands, playing off of blocks, butting things up, and then getting to the football and making tackles. So uh, it's going to be a great test for us. You know, I'm just excited to get our guys back on the field and get an opportunity to play and kind of see where we are with with all the different – you know, dynamics that we've had throughout our season. So with that, I'll take questions. Philip, are you starting to get concerned that maybe not all of these games will will end up being played? I know you're all about control, what you can control, but when you look at the schedule and, and see that, you know, even to get the Navy game in, there's going to have to be some some moving around. Are you concerned about that? Yeah, a little concerned about it. You know, I don't know how all that part's going to play out, you know, and, and you know my, my line on that since you already said it. So, um but, you know, for us, obvious focus right now is on SMU. And uh, we'll kind of see uh, what kind of time we have towards the end of the season. And that that's the part that can be awkward about it all is, you know, our schedule has changed quite a bit throughout, whether you're talking about cancellations, postponements, uh, or just changing days. You know, hey, we were supposed to play on Saturday, but now we're changing that date and we're moving it to a different day. So we've had a lot of different variables in that. So. You know, for us right now, we want to really focus in on, you know, a ranked team coming to our place. We finally get to play our second game at home and, and know it's going to be a great challenge. I'm sure uh, you're you're used to using these bye weeks or half bye weeks or whatever it is. I mean, this is now several times where you've had, um, you know, game canceled and extra time to prepare for somebody. So are you, have you used this one any differently? I, you know, I don't know um, with regard to – did. Um, are you just in terms of practice wise, have you done this exactly like maybe you did, you know, after the Cincinnati game? You know, our schedule has been pretty similar. Yes. Um, you know, uh, I don't really consider them bye weeks because of the, it's just different because, you know, you've got all your attention and our guys have all their attention on our opponent. And then it's a, a really late call of the game. And then, so from a, from an energy standpoint, from a mentality standpoint, from a letdown standpoint, it's just so different. Like if you roll into a bye week, you know it's a bye week and you're prepared for it that way. Your guys are, 
but the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of our schedule so far this year, there's, there's a lot more emotion that kind of goes into that. So, uh, you know, for us, we, we treated it as we have in some of the other cancellations and postponements that we've had. Uh, and I think our guys hopefully are continuing to react to that well. You never know until you get back on the field and kind of see where you're at. Um, but, you know, we've had some good practices and, and tried to do some good things as far as kind of using those practices, obviously, to go against each other as best we can, but taking those precautions of not getting somebody hurt in, in the midst of that. But, you know, we need as much live reps as you can get from the standpoint of the speed, because that's as close as you can get to game time speed. Uh, that part of it has really been the biggest struggle, I think, as, as we've kind of worked our way through it. You guys have been obviously kind of snake bitten when it comes to the schedule, but also you, you're three and one. I mean, you've had a good season in the games you've gotten to play. I'm just curious, kind of the mental, are you guys, is it a frustrating season? Is it a good season? Or is it some sort of balance in between there? Yeah, I think it's a balance between the two of them. I mean, obviously, um, the games that we've been able to play, uh, we, we've done a decent job in those, just haven't played enough of them. Um, you know, trying to figure out exactly where our team is. You know, we played some really good opponents and, and played well. Um, you know, that, that part of it has been good. The frustration part of it is, is like you said, they, they played eight games, we played four. And uh, so, uh, and, and all of those being out of our control. From, from that standpoint, I mean, our, our numbers have been good and, and it's been other factors. So um, there's some frustration from that side of it with our players because they obviously want to be on the field, want to be competing, want to be tested, want to continue to grow. And, and you grow so That part's the frustrating. The good part is, you know, where we stand and where we sit right now, you feel good about that part of it. You just want to continue to keep going. I guess the, the snake-bitten part or the frustrating part more so is, is like you mentioned, it's not you guys who are right. getting the positive tests or the contact tracing. It's each of these different teams who are getting it. So you have no control over this. I have no control over it. And, and it's one of those things like, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it because, you know, one of the things we talk to our players about is we don't want to be the cause for us missing a game. We've, we've already had the other scenario multiple times now, and we don't want to be the cause of us losing one. So our, our guys have, have done a pretty good job of trying to take care of themselves and, and do the things that we've asked them to do. But, you know, with the virus, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it can hit all of a sudden. You don't know what's going to happen, and you feel like you've done everything right up to this point. And uh, – so you don't want to tempt fate too much by, by talking about it. But, um, yeah, that, that part has been frustrating. seems like in years past we always ask, what's the attitude of the team? What's the morale of the team after close losses or whatever the case may be? And now we're asking, what's the morale of the team after games getting canceled? Is there a – not a comparison, but is there any similarities in those? I mean, are these guys down and upset or are they more just – well, all right, let's move on to the next one. No, I, I, you know, after the first one happened, it was, you know, they were pretty upset after that one, right? I think now as we've gone through this a couple of different times, um, I think they, they're upset when it initially happens, but 
hey, we've been through this before. We got to lock back in. We got to get focused on the next thing. And uh, I think they are handling it in, in a better fashion right now. Now, we got to continue to keep growing as a team. And, and that's the part that you're still, we're still trying to learn. You mentioned them playing eight games, you guys playing four. What are the, I mean, the answer is pretty obvious, but what are the, what are the, disadvantages of that for you guys not getting that many game reps as compared to what they've gotten? Yeah, I mean, first of all, just knowing who your team is at this stage, right? Um, guys that have made plays, things that have that have been really effective for you. Uh, you get to build on momentum. You get to build on confidence. You get your team continuing to grow from that standpoint. And, and those are huge factors as you get into the course of the season, as you know. I mean, it's momentum and, and confidence is such a huge role in it. And so when you're, especially the way they're playing, you know, they, they played really well. They, they've had some come from behind type victories. They've had some tough ones. They've had some blowouts. And so you, you get to factor all of those things in. And then maybe those guys that didn't have a ton of experience early in the season, well, now they're eight games into that. And they're kind of in that veteran mode. They've seen a lot of different things, you know, where our young guys or doesn't even have to be young, just guys that haven't started a ton of games. Those guys are still learning through the process, and and uh, the more things they see, the more things they recognize, the faster they react to them, and and you get to build off of that every week. So, that's those are probably the drawbacks of of the schedule that we've had up to this point. Coach, your team scored seven points in your opener, and then you had with sort of an unplanned bye week there with the postponement of your Arkansas State game, and since then. You've scored almost 37 points a game in the last three. For those of us who haven't seen all of your games, what changed or what kind of tweaks did you and your staff make to to get your offense really clicking? Well, I think there are a number of factors in the game one. I mean, our, our fall camp was kind of start and stop throughout. Um, you know, we, we had some guys out in quarantine that only got a couple of days of practice before that Oklahoma State game. And so from a timing standpoint, a lot of things were off. And it just takes you a little bit more time to gel. And give credit to Oklahoma State. I think they're pretty pretty good on defense. So, uh, you know, we had some – we did some good things in that game. We just – we hurt ourselves with penalties. We hurt ourselves with uh, a couple of things that just getting behind the chains. We weren't consistent enough. Uh, I think we've tried to improve that in, in the games that we've had since then and, and uh, being more efficient. Uh, I think our timing has gotten better and uh, we're starting to gel and, and become the type of team I think we can be. So, uh, you know, we're still a long ways from being done, but uh, we've still got a lot of growing to do. And I think our team is getting better every week. But, uh, you know, if you're looking back at game one compared to now, I think those would probably be the factors that were involved. Coach, talking about this rivalry, um, we've talked about it before. In some ways, I think it's maybe the one with kind of the most personality. You know what I mean? The one, it, Like, if you go back 20 years, I think there's been only one honest-to-goodness blowout. And that there have been some years where, you know, TU's got an 11-win team and SU, SMU had a one-win team, and it was still a close game. It, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think these teams, it seems, this really is one where you can throw the records out. A lot of times that doesn't actually, you know, that's not actually true, but in this one it is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this has been a it's been a tight ball game, and you like you said, throw the records out. If you go back and look at it over the course of the history of this rivalry, um, the records didn't matter when it came to game time. So, uh, I think these are two teams that have 
fortunately enough, been able to play each other throughout a number of different years and a number of different conferences. And, and some of those conferences in there together, if they weren't, then they were continuing to play. Uh, I think just location-wise, uh, you know, only being really four hours apart, a lot of the same guys, you're recruiting a lot of the same guys, you're in the same conference, those kids know each other. So the rivalry has been one of those really consistent ones throughout the year. It's been uh, it's been back and forth throughout the year. I mean, great overtime games in there. I mean, obviously last year was one. You, you think back, I think in 16, we went to overtime with them at home. Uh, and we were we had a pretty good team that year. Um, but it's it's just been that game and it's been one of those that is always stands out to you and you always look forward to and and you know it's going to be physical you know it's going to be exciting and uh it seems to never let you down in that sense you you mentioned last year's game I mean you guys had a couple of heartbreakers last season and this one's right up there at the top uh do you use that is that in the back of your head getting ready for this game either in a positive way with motivation or any kind of negative way I don't think there's anything negative to it. I mean, obviously, I, I thought we did some good things in that game. It came down to a you know a triple overtime deal, and and you know your inches. That's how close you are to winning it or losing it. So, you know, if anything that you try to take away from it, you know, we had a decent lead going into the fourth quarter. You you got to be able to finish games like that. Um, you know, they've got a ton of weapons. And they they always do a good job of using those guys. And so this is this is one of those games that I think will come back down to the wire again. Um, and uh, if you get a, a chance to get a lead, man, you better keep pouring it on. You better continue to keep driving. You better continue to stay positive and stay locked in because uh, there's there's too many weapons on both sides not to. So you don't necessarily think it's motivation for your players that they let one get away last year or they felt like they let one get away? You know, we'll 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 let that part of it work itself, and uh, I know our players remember that. We as coaches remember that, but we're also a different team right now, and and this is a different season, and and uh, you know we got an opportunity to step out on the field and and get a big win, and and this will be a big game on a number of different you know levels. Just you know, again, they're ranked, they're coming to our place. You can throw in last year's part of it. You can throw in the rivalry part of it. There's just a lot of things that factor into it. And, and I don't think – this is not one of those weeks that you got to talk about things to get guys up and ready to play. I think they'll be ready to play on both sides. On Bouchelle, he's been around a long Forever. time. And it, it seems it's definitely playing his best ball, you know, now. Like the yards per attempt, the touchdown versus interceptions, all that stuff is – the best it's ever been for him. And I mean, he's thrown for 11,000 yards in his career. He, he's so accurate. You know, I mean, you guys have some great defensive back play, but he's one of those guys who can, your coverage can be perfect. And he still completes it on you because he's just that accurate. So it, kind of what's the game plan for him generally? How, how do you go about dealing with a quarterback with the skill set he has? Yeah, I think you got to mix it up because he, you know, one of the parts of his game that I think is overlooked a little bit, I, I do think you are, 100% correct on the accuracy and especially on the deep throws, you know, uh, he's just uncanny with, with that part of his game and has been for a long time. And he's got so much experience uh, in his back pocket, you know, but you've got to change up some looks. You've got to give him some different things. You can't consistently give him the same stuff over and over, uh, whether you're going to bring pressure or not going to bring pressure, changing up, playing man, playing zone, dropping eight, 
uh, you know, bringing seven, whatever that is going to be, you got to continue to change up those looks and try to keep him off balance. And you got to get him in those long yarded situations. And he does a great job uh, of really working through those long yarded situations because, you know, you end up dropping eight or you're playing two man or something like that. And then all of a sudden he's pulling it down, running and getting the first down because he's really good with his feet. And, and that's the part of the game that I think gets overlooked is he's buying time, moving in the pocket, getting outside of the pocket and making plays that way. And then all of a sudden his eyes are down the field and he's throwing one over your head. So you got to do a really good job of containing him. When you get hands on him, you got to get him on the ground. You get an opportunity to hit him, you need to, right, uh, to try to disrupt some of that stuff. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a special player with a ton of ability. And, uh, you know, again, I think he's the catalyst of what makes them who they are. When you mentioned last year's game, some of the players for SMU, I guess most notably James Prochet, are gone. This year, they lost their top receiver and their top running back to injuries. And you were very complimentary of some of the guys who have stepped into those roles. But do you see a difference in the way SMU is using some of those new guys in those roles? Well, Prochet was just, I mean, it's hard to find words to describe what he did to affect games, you know, and, and especially in the clutch times. Um, you know, he, you just had to get it anywhere close to him. And somehow, even though he's not a big receiver, he just came up with huge catches. Um, but, but as you look, obviously, they, they've, they've lost a couple of weapons. But the running game part of it and what they're doing with, with Bentley and with Levine, I mean, I think they complement each other really well. Um, they're especially Bentley. He's so explosive, and and you may have the hole actually covered up, and then all of a sudden he reverses field and bounces something outside, and, and he's making a big play. And so you got to be really, really smart in how you're making your tackles and getting guys on the ground. But then as you talk about their receivers, I think I think they are just even more balanced than what they've been in the past. You know, they were pushing balls to certain guys at, at one point. Now I think they're doing they're doing a really good job of just distributing the football all around and. And all of those guys can make big plays uh, throughout a game, and, and they're using them in that sense. And I think that makes them even more dangerous from that standpoint. You guys are already off to your best start ever in the American. What would this game mean, you know, improving to 4-0 in conference play, getting another win over a top 25 team? What could it mean to, like, what this season can be? Well, I mean, obviously it sets you up to, to do what you had – set your goals to do at the first of the year. Now there's still a lot more games after that, but this one would, would it obviously put you in the driver's seat and, and you get to control your destiny with it. And, um, you know, as you kind of work your way through it, it it's obviously a, a huge game to get us back on track and to get us back, um, you know, in the flow of the season. Cause right now with all the stops and starts, it, it, it just feels awkward from that standpoint. So, I mean, we've only played one game back-to-back -back up to this point. So, um, I think it puts us in the driver's seat. We definitely control where, where we're headed and where we're going. Um, and then, again, just a, another top 25-type win, uh, you know, opens a lot of different doors for you. Even in that answer there, we, we, you had to reference the effect on your schedule from COVID. How worried are in the back of your mind is it that you're going to wake up on Thursday and you're not going to have a game again? You know, it's always in the back of my mind right now. 
just with, with our past. Right. So, um, but everything that I've heard up to this point coming out of, out of SMU has been positive. And so, you know, I feel more comfortable about that side of it. And, uh, you know, our, our side of it is, is we're in decent shape right now too. So hopefully we stay on that course and, and, uh, get the opportunity to play. The success that you've had in the red zone, both offensively and defense, defensively, is that just um, really good execution? What do you attribute that to? You know, I think obviously some of it's execution. Some of it is, uh, you know, just the will of, of, you know, you get down there, you got, we got to find ways to get, get points and, and, you know, get touchdowns. I mean, that, that's, that's our goal. And, and then I think defensively, you know, our guys take so much pride in, and the way they play and you know yeah we may have given up a couple of yards and and they got down here but now we got to to really lock in you know at minimum let's hold them to a field goal keep them out of the end zone they take so much pride in that and it's a that's such a huge spot of who we are and what we do defensively now you look at SMU they're really good in the red zone too so it's going to be a great test for us you mentioned uh oh is that Dan yeah, go ahead, TJ. Okay, thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. You mentioned uh, you mentioned everything sounding good from SMU's end, COVID related. I'm curious because I don't know the answer to this. What is that like during the week? Like, for example, last week with Navy, are you finding out early in the week from Ken or from the staff, like, hey, we may have some issues, and then it just progresses that way? Or I'm, I'm sure it's not just simply a phone call on Thursday saying, hey, we can't play. Sorry, right? I mean, there's probably more to it. Yeah, I mean, most of that's done through, you know, the team doctors. Um, you know, they they we start sharing that information as the week starts happening. And so, you know, you get a little – you may have – and I'm just – this is random, right? So mm-hmm. there, there's no – I'm not thinking back to any specific yeah. week or anything like that. But, you know, maybe you get a kid that tested positive on Monday, but you only had the one. You know, and you say, okay, they got one. Well, as long as it's one, it's, you know, you, you should be fine. Keep it isolated, and, and you'll be in good shape. Um, but if you start hearing things, hey, we had four, and we may have a couple more guys that look like they may be showing maybe some signs of it, then, you know, obviously your radar heightens a little bit, and you start being worried about it. And so, you know, as, as that information, you start sharing that back and forth with each other, those – when you – kind of get at least some thoughts to it. But the flip side of it is, is you can't say, well, it looks like we're going to cancel another one. Your team's not ready. You're not ready. And you just kind of, I mean, you've got to prepare like you're going to play no matter what. And so uh, that's the part that makes it uh, a little bit more difficult. Sorry, Dan, one more. Apologize. Um, So you guys aren't blindsided by it then. Us, we are because we're outside and we don't hear anything until the game gets canceled. But you guys generally have somewhat of an idea going in. Most of the time, especially in conference play, because, you know, the doctors are on calls as a group, the medical group, uh, every week. And so, um, for the most part, you know, you kind of have an idea where everybody's at. You know, if we're not playing them that week, I have no clue, you know, but, you you know, your normal opponent that week, yeah, you you start start hearing things. And uh, you're hoping that if they have an issue that it's being able to be isolated and, and you're going to be able to continue to, to, you know, play. Thank you. I was just going to ask, do you see this matchup with Zach and Shane be just a 
quarterback duel back and forth with one another, or do you see more of a balanced attack with your offense in the backfield? I mean, how do you see this playing out with Shane and Zach? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really see it as the, the quarterback duel thing. I, you know, I, I see it as our team versus theirs. Uh, they're, they're a very talented team. They're, they're playing extremely well right now. They're on a roll. they got a ton of confidence. Uh, they're ranked, and they've got momentum. And, you know, for us, I, I see us as a team that is still getting better. I think we've got an opportunity to have a good season, but we've got to continue to keep putting wins on the board, uh, you know, if anything, it's our defense versus Shane and their defense versus Zach and, and, you know, how we attacked, whether that's, you know, trying to be balanced, whether that's leaning a little bit more one way or the other, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of the game are going to kind of lean you that way. So uh, that's kind of the way I see it. And then I have another one. You know, we've gone through this season where you've had postponements and cancellations. You guys could be playing a game on Saturday and then barely any break going right into to lane what's your thought process how this week can be played out is like you're going from one gauntlet to the next yeah i mean it's uh it's almost like you're sitting in a race car or something right i mean like we finally get to play hopefully versus smu and then you know you're not even going to come out of the the curve before you you're hitting your next game and so uh it'll be a really really fast turnaround it'll be a difficult turnaround, I think, for both teams because I think Tulane has Navy at home, um, you know, this weekend too. I mean, Army. I'm sorry, not Navy, but Army. And so it, it's going to be a quick turnaround for both of us. Anytime you play on Saturday and turn around and play on Thursdays, those are those are tough games on your on our players because you're just now kind of coming off the soreness and off the bumps and the bruises and all of that part of it. And then you've got to line right back up. you got to refocus. you got to put in a whole new scheme. All of that is, is so quick. And um, so it'll, it'll be a fast turnaround. But, you know, right now, again, we're, we're going to stay focused on SMU because that, that's the big one in front of us. But you are happy that both are at home. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Golden Hurricane Sports Network.